ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, what I'm going to talk about is my first gig, my first job, if you will. Um, We all work, or at least most of us. (laughs) And I'm willing to bet that 99% of you listening to this podcast has had at least one job. Uh, Through your lifetime, I'm sure we'll probably all work different jobs. Um, There's no guarantee that the job that you are on right now is going to be the job that, you know, you'll work the rest of your life. Uh, You know, the days of uh, working for the plant (laughs) for 30 years, uh, and retiring, you know, in your hometown is those days are long gone. Um, but I got to thinking about, uh, you know, some things that happened, you know, when I was growing up or whatever like that. And I've already given you uh, an episode on my first uh, crib, um, which was, uh, you know, this was maybe at the time of this recording, probably a couple of years ago, like a year and a half ago. Anyway, it's in the archives. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, so I started thinking about like my first job. And everybody remembers their first job. Whether or not the first job is, you know, bagging groceries, um, you know, working at McDonald's, uh, selling drugs. <laughs> Just joking. Just joking. I, I I I would hope that none of you took up pharmaceutical sales although there probably are a few of you that did (laughs) nonetheless um yeah i got me to think about my first job like my first now now full disclosure my first job was uh to sell uh kirby vacuum cleaners (laughs) but i don't count that job because i literally had that job for less than a day before i quit i was just like nah this ain't for me and I mean, Kirby vacuum cleaners, if you're not familiar, Kirby vacuum cleaner at, at the time in 19, what was that 19? Was that 90? I want to say it was like 1990. Um, I was a junior in high school. At that time, like Kirby vacuum cleaners was like the, you know, Mercedes Benz of vacuum cleaners. Like you could uh, pick up dirt from like your ancestors. <laughs> in your house and if you just vacuum your carpet but the vacuum cleaners were like two thousand dollars uh crazy expensive and i wasn't feeling being a salesman so i quit that job so that don't count um unlike a lot of people i didn't have a job in high school uh a lot of my friends had jobs in high school you know like i said the aforementioned mcdonald's or burger king or maybe they worked at the mall selling jeans or whatever um you know, and I came up in an era where, you know, there wasn't the internet. So it wasn't like I could, um, you know, sell Perry Ellis cologne <laughs> from the comfort of my house or from a keyboard. Um, so no, it, I, I was, I didn't work. Um, I was in a situation where I didn't have to work, to be honest. Uh, my mom, um, 
my mom worked. My parents were divorced. My parents got divorced when I was going on 14. So uh, my mom and dad worked. My dad paid child support. And, you know, we weren't... We weren't wealthy by any stretch of imagination. We we weren't poor either. We were just regular middle class black people, um, and probably on the lower end of the middle class. But <laughs> nonetheless, um, there was no pressing need in my house for me to work. Uh, unlike some kids that I went to school with, um, you know, they had to work because they had to provide an income for their family. Like I, I can distinctly remember. Um, a couple of my friends, uh, well, I, I won't call them friends. I, I would say associates, cats that I played little league football with. Um, when it was time to play JV, JV and varsity football, you know, they was they were like, nah, I got to work. And I remember this one kid. And for those of you listening, you, some of you know, but most of you should know if you listen. Uh, I played football in high school and in college at uh, South Carolina State University. And when I was in high school, there was a kid. Now, granted, I played college football on an athletic scholarship. Um, I initially walked on and then earned a scholarship. But there was a kid at my high school that played wide receiver, the same position as me, that was that I thought personally was better than me. And like I, I loved his game. I loved watching him play. He was my teammate. He was I was like. I just knew like he could play college ball and we played JV football together. And, you know, it was time to go to varsity. He was like, I was like, man, you coming to practice? He's like, nah, man, I got a, I got a job. And I was like, job. I was like, why are you working? He was like, he's like, cause my mom needs the money. And it hit me. Like his mom really needed him to work to help pay the rent and the bills and stuff like that. And we didn't have those kind of problems. So, um, you know, I felt bad for him, but I felt like, damn, like he could have looking back on it. Now there's no doubt in my mind, had he played high school football, he would have gone on to college and played college football. No doubt in my mind. Cause he was, he was that, he was that good, I think. But nonetheless, um, because I played football and because we didn't, you know, there was no pressing need for me to have money. Um, I didn't work. So I just, you know, I played football and I chilled. <laughs> and I mean, I was in other activities and stuff at school, but um, there was no need for me to work. Right. And then so I go to South Carolina State and I'm playing football and I can't work. So, you know, whatever money I had, <laughs> that was it. Like or whatever money my mom sent, that was it. So, you know. I go to the ATM on campus, get my little $20 out, you know, and I feel like I was rich. (laughs) Oh, man, those were the days. But at the end of my um, playing career, I still was I was still in school and I still had a semester to go. And uh, it was at that time I was like, all right, I'm going to move off campus gonna move off campus and get a job. And I did just that. And the job that I got was at a video store. Funny concept, a video store, a video store by the name of Video Warehouse in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Um, Video stores were very popular back then. (laughs) Uh, Listen, kids, 
there was a time that you had to actually leave your house to get a movie to bring it back to your house to watch the movie. This was before Netflix. This was before streaming services and everything else. Um, Video Warehouse was just that. It was a place where you could rent videos, and then ultimately uh, we were renting video games as well, uh, as well as adult movies. And I'll touch on that in just a second. Um, So, yeah, I worked at Video Warehouse for the better part of about a year, I think, year and a half. Yeah, about a year and a half. And uh, it was cool, man. It was cool. Um, Video Warehouse was at the time a uh, a mom and pop type spot. And um, I think there were between South Carolina, Georgia, between South Carolina and Georgia, I think there were like seven or eight different stores in different locations. And, um, you know, it was pretty profitable. Uh, their main competition at the time was uh, Blockbuster Video. <laughs> and so there were some distinct uh, differences between Video Warehouse and Blockbuster. But Video Warehouse did pretty, pretty good, uh, relatively speaking, compared to the mammoth called Blockbuster. Um, but I was officially hired there as a as an assistant manager. Um, and that was cool, man. I, I had some responsibility, not a lot, but I had some responsibilities and, um, it, it was, it was a real cool thing because like the kids, nah, I shouldn't call them kids, but the people that I work with, um, all of us went to school together. We were all students. Mostly all of us were students at South Carolina state university. So, you know, it was, it, it was, it was a very good first job, uh, you know, you did things like uh, sweep the floors. <laughs> you had to make sure that, you know, the videotapes, because one of the things that they wanted people to do, they wanted people to, when you, when you got a video, obviously the video had to be at the start of the video because it was so annoying to have to rewind the video. But um, you wanted to make sure that the videos were returned and rewound to the beginning of whatever said movie um but we did a lot of things put out tags and i'll touch on that in just a second as well um but you know not really a lot of great responsibility but it was just a real cool environment and i came in contact with a lot of people in the greater orangeburg area um from different walks of life and it was really really cool and and a great experience I, i i had i think it was it was the best first job i think i could have asked for um how much did i make i can't remember i i want to say and i and there's some in this room I, I don't know is it over there i don't think it's over there um somewhere in my office in in my house uh there are uh checks check stubs I can't find and I wanted to look at it before I started recording, but I didn't want to take too much time trying to find it. But it's somewhere in this in this room or in, in this closet. Um, I want to say I made about. A hundred somewhere between one hundred and ten and one hundred and twenty five dollars a week. Um, and I wasn't obviously I wasn't working, you know, a 40 hour work week, but um, for me, <laughs> That was a lot of money, <laughs> man. I, I used to feel good on payday, man. Um, 
so yeah, I, uh, I, I, I I got paid pretty good, I guess, at least for the times. I mean, I, I don't know what that equates to per hour, but, um, you know, maybe $5 an hour, I guess. I don't know. I think, I think it was something like that, like $5 an hour. Um, and, oh, here's a funny story about my paychecks. Well, <laughs> at one point in time, this was, um, I don't know, a couple months after I started working. I got paid and I didn't have a chance to go to the bank and put the money in the bank account. So I just, you know, I think I got paid. No, it was four weeks in a row. So I had a month's worth of paychecks that I never deposited. And I literally, (laughs) I literally was riding around Orangeburg, South Carolina with a month's worth of paychecks that haven't been cashed or deposited. And I remember talking to one of my homeboys, my, my shout out my boy, Mo. Uh, Mo was like, hey man, uh, he's like, he. I think he saw him, he went to look for something in the glove compartment in my car and he saw the check. He's like, hey man, what you doing with these checks? And I was like, oh, those are my checks, I, I gotta deposit them. He's like, man, you haven't deposited your checks? I was like, no, I'll get around to it. And he's like, Bro, he's like, if you don't deposit the checks, they will avoid these checks. Like, you don't work for, you know, Bank of America. This this is like a, uh, you know, a mom and pop place. Like, they when they cut those checks, they assume that you're going to either cash them or deposit them. And so the, like, running joke was, like, I'm so oblivious to money that I was just riding around with, you know, a couple of, it probably, it, those checks probably total up to about $450, $500, something like that. And I was just riding around with money in my glove box. And it wasn't like I had a whole bunch of money in the bank because I didn't. I might have had $50, $60 in the bank. I just, I never got around to it. I just, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll deposit the checks. But I didn't need the money. Like, so, um, so we still laugh about that to this day. Um, but yeah, folks, deposit your checks, <laughs> I guess. And, and there was no such thing as, as direct deposit back then, too. Um, Video Warehouse itself, uh, the type of videos that you could rent there obviously movies i mentioned video games um any type of movie that you wanted i mean action comedy uh the store was pretty much sectioned off like it had huge sections just like you would see kind of like in um in blockbuster um you had sections and you had video games and then at one point they were renting video game systems um you could rent a was it a Sega? Sega sense you could rent a Sega system or a Nintendo system, um, and so uh, that that was cool because you got an influx of kids and college kids and little kids that would come in and you know rent videos and stuff like that and video games. Um, and the way that the store was set up, like uh, let's give you an example. So like if you had if you got uh, if you wanted to get an action movie, you go to the action section, and let's say you wanted to rent die hard the movie what you would see would be a box the box that die hard actually came in with bruce willis on the cover so forth and so on and then there was a a piece of tape and a tag where the tag is sticking um is, is stuck to the box basically and the rule was at video warehouse for you to bring the tag to the counter not the box because 
you have to leave the box there. And when you take the tag, people are to assume or realize that that movie's no longer there. So it was a pretty simple system when you think about it. Um, and because the whole process in the uh, in the store, everything is recorded. So uh, at the counter, when a customer would come up, there are microphones in the counters so that people can so that you can hear the transaction and then there's cameras there were cameras above us above our shoulders at the counter that would record the transaction and the reason why they recorded the transactions all the transactions is because you're always going to have somebody come in and rent a video and say hey i don't you know i don't remember any i don't remember renting a video somebody must have stole my account or somebody did something fraudulent if that were the case, you could always go back to the tape because a tape, the the recording was, like I said, a day's work was always recorded. So from the time the store opened until the time the store closed, there was a videotape that was recording everything, a, a, a real live VHS tape. And so, and, you know, tapes were kept each day for security reasons or whatever like that. So. You know, it wouldn't be nothing for somebody to come in and say, hey, well, you got a five dollar late charge on this account for renting um, Rambo. And then, you know, the customer say, oh, I didn't rent Rambo, you know, and then they say, well, it shows here that, you know, Rambo was rented on your account on December 5th. Uh, and then if they went to argue it or dispute it, then you say, OK, pull the tape. So you go pull the December 5th tape. You'd fast forward until that point. And then once you got to the point of because it records the time of transaction and everything like that, oh, it was, it was checked out at 135. So you pop in the tape, fast forward the security tape to 135 that afternoon. And lo and behold, there you are renting, <laughs> renting the tape that you're sitting here lying about because you don't want to pay the five dollar late charge. That happened quite a bit. Uh, not a lot, but at least. I can think of at least 10 times where it happened where people just make bold faced lies because they don't, I mean, bro, you, you rented the tape. You, you know that you rented the tape or now there were a couple of situations where I, I do remember distinctly. There was one situation where um, a tape was rented and a late charge was placed on it because the movie came back late and the guy disputed even renting the movie come to find out his wife rented the movie, but he never saw the movie you dig what i'm saying <laughs> uh so his wife had some explaining to do because the movie according to him never made it in his house hey bro they ain't got nothing to do with me <laughs> but yeah that's how it works so um you would people would get tags and every now and then you'd have some person who didn't read the signs and they would come up to the counter with the box and like, no, we don't need a box. We just need the, we just need the tag. And this uh, was always funny because again, as I mentioned a little earlier, we did rent adult movies. Now, because Video Warehouse rented adult movies, the adult movies could not be on the and because there were boxes the box shows you know what it was or what the movie was the those boxes could not be on display in the main part of the store so at video warehouse there was a back room (laughs) 
and the back room it you know big sign says you know adult enter to rent adult movies must be over 18 to enter um please bring tags and so you know there'd be some what was so funny man (laughs) you would see people coming and you know that they want to rent adult movies but they kind of you know kind of browsing around i mean like they're in the kids section they're looking at barney videos and then they go over here to the comedy section and then they kind of mosey on back to the back room and i mean like because from the counter there's a clear you can clearly see the back room and um there's a security camera in there so you can see who's in there so it's not, and it's not like you can go in there and you know get freaky or anything like that because it's, it's an open space but you know there's boxes with adult and and I mean, hey, whatever you were into, video <laughs> video warehouse had it. So if you were into interracial, if you were into BBW, if you were into uh, um, Asian, uh, black, uh, gay, whatever, any type of you know porn you wanted, video warehouse had it. Um, so what was interesting was like. There would always be, I mean, it without fail, there would always be some idiot who would <laughs> who would be wanting to rent a couple of adult movies and they come up there with the boxes. I'm like, bro, you just we just need a tag. And so also just for security purposes, we had to call out. And I don't if you were renting Rambo and you know Boomerang. We had to call out as we were ringing it up. You had to call out what the movie was. So the video camera and the microphones can pick up what it is that the people are renting. That way, nobody can't come back and say, well, hey, I never rented this movie because I gave it to you and it's on tape and I and we're recording what we're saying. So say, for instance, you come to the counter, mm, put the money down. All right. Put these tags down. All right. And then so what I would say is, OK, thank you, sir. Uh, let me see. Give me your account number. So I put the account number in. Put that in. And that's okay. Well, you got uh die hard, you got boomerang, and you got um, I don't know, staying alive. <laughs> and so I would get the tags and then get the movies, get the tags from them, put the tags down, get the movies, put the tags in a box, and you know, kind of go from there, get the movies from for them from the back, from behind me, and you know, check them out or whatever, like that. Same for adult movies, <laughs> but you couldn't say. <laughs> You got Debbie sucking Dallas. <laughs> you had to say like you have two adult movies like that. So um, that was always funny. Uh, and like I said, one of the funniest things is seeing how because everybody, you know that you want to go to the adult movie section. You want to go back to the back room, but you know people kind of take their time. Um, I've had some memorable moments at Video Warehouse. Uh, probably one of my most memorable moments was uh actually spawned a friendship uh friendship that i have to this day brotherhood if you will um my boy juan um juan and i met when we were in school and uh i didn't know Juan. you know like juan came in one day and he he came in with his girlfriend at the time and <laughs> And it's funny because he came in, you know, we kind of made eye contact. Juan's from the Bronx. And you could tell, like, from from the giddy up that he was a New York dude. So he walks in with his girl, and he kind of looks at me. I'd say, what's up? 
and he says what's up and he and his girl they walk straight to the back room right and so they get a couple of videos or whatever and Juan comes to the front with and keep in mind I don't know him I I've ne- I I think I may have seen him once or twice before around but I, I don't know him so he comes with like three boxes and I was like nah man you got to put the boxes back we just need a tag and he kind of looked at me like why you say that and I was like and I I don't know I I didn't think I said anything wrong but I said something that's what I said to him and so I bring him up or whatever like that and then like the next day I see him as I'm coming out of my apartment his apartment is like right next to mine and I'm like oh that's my man from the uh that's dude from the, uh from the video store with the, <laughs> with the three boxes and so you know we kind of make make eye contact we say what's up and then subsequently we you know see each other again somewhere we start talking and it's on a friendship that's been you know so strong and like i said i consider him to be a brother and we he's um the godfather to my youngest son brandon and one and we still laugh about that to this day because he's he swears up and down that i was trying to be funny and i was like bro i said there's a big ass sign that said you know bring the tags only and you bought three boxes up there because you and your girl want to get freaky and he he felt like i was trying to show him up and i was like man i i didn't even know you like that so uh, like I said, he's one of my best friends, and we still laugh about that to this day. Um, what else? What, oh, another memorable moment, um, <laughs> which involves uh, uh, one of my best friends as well, uh, Dr. Jamel. You guys heard her on this uh, podcast uh, about a year ago. She came on to talk about COVID. Um, well, before long before Dr. Jamel was Dr. Jamel, Dr. Jamel was... Uh, a student at uh, Duke University, and oh, I know was, was she in med school? I think she might have been in med school at the time, and um, she was back home for something in our hometown of Florence, South Carolina. Now Florence is about about an hour and a half from um, Orangeburg, and so she called me one day, and she called me. I was at work, and she was pregnant at the time with uh, with my godson. Uh, <laughs> so she calls me she's mad at, at her baby daddy um and she's like livid and i'm like jamel calm down calm down she was like no i just i just I, i'm just sick of him blah 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 blah. so we're going back so I, i'm taking this call at work right and so we're talking we're talking and then so she was like i just i gotta i just gotta go for I, I gotta get out of this house i gotta go for a drive and i was like all right well i'll call you later and so i hang up the phone and you know so i'm at work i'm working i'm working i'm chilling and man like the next thing i know i look up and i see a brown skinned woman in a white shirt walking a a pregnant very much like a seven eight month pregnant brown skinned woman walking in uh to the store with a white shirt on and i looked i was like nah that ain't who i think it is and it was Jamel. And I was like, what are you doing here? And she was like, well, I, I I wanted to get in the car. So I just got in the car and started driving. And I just ended up here. And I was like, what the hell? I was like, you ain't supposed to be driving. I mean, like, she literally was like eight months pregnant. I was like, you ain't supposed to be driving. What are you doing here? And she was like, I was just mad. I just needed to come down here. So I took a quick lunch break and we left for about an hour. We went and got something to eat and talked and laughed and 
I was like, man, take your ass home. I was like, you ain't supposed to even be here. And so we still laugh about that to this day. Um, what other members? Oh, <laughs> we had a uh, had a situation where um, I mentioned my boy Mo. Mo, again, one of my boys, one of my best friends. Mo actually applied for a job at Video Warehouse, and um, with me being assistant manager, I wanted to hire him, and the manager wanted to hire him, and. I remember one of the other assistant managers asking me, it was like, well, Mo is your friend. You know, we know that you guys are close. Can you be hard on him? Can you reprimand him? Can you fire him if you have actually, actually have to? And I was like, that's my man. I said, like, he's, he's not going to come here. I said, our friendship is bigger than a job. I was like, it's not going to be any issue or whatever like that. And so um, Mo gets hired and Mo was a good employee, man. He, he, was on time he did everything he i mean a lot of times we ride to work together and stuff and um you know it, it was a great experience for us and uh <laughs> but one day in particular i don't know what happened because i was in another room and i came in the in the main room near the counter and mo was getting into it with one of our other co-workers this kid named poochie <laughs> don't laugh and so <laughs> I don't and here's the thing like Poochie's girlfriend also worked with us and she was one of the assistant managers and so like they were arguing about something and then it got to the point where Poochie wanted to fight and we were like man like what is this dude's problem like what and and don't get me wrong I thought Poochie was cool I I never had no beef with Poochie shout out to Poochie Uh, and so (laughs) he and Mo are going back and forth and then he says, Mo, I ain't scared of you. <laughs> he was like, You must be, you must think you're tough because you play football. <laughs> when he said that, I fell out laughing. Mo started laughing in his face. Like everybody in the store started, and it were, luckily it wasn't, it wasn't any customers in the store. We just started laughing because, like, that's like the corniest thing to say. You think you're tough because you play football. And I mean, I don't have any doubt in my mind that Mo would have busted Poochie's ass in there, but it was just hilarious, man. We we laughed and laughed. Me and Mo still laugh about that to this day. Um, uh, Poochie's girlfriend didn't find that funny at all, but or she didn't find the fact funny that Mo was actually about to beat put Poochie's ass. But you know, it, it was um, it was cool. Uh, what else? What else? Oh last memorable moment actually didn't happen when i was there i was actually off work that particular day um video warehouse was about to close uh there were two people in the store uh my man rico and i can't remember who else was in the store rico well we had there was a there was one assistant manager guy who was working there and i think he had gotten fired he got fired because he was like real slack. He was he was an assistant manager. He was coming in late. Um, you know, he was I I think he was getting high. I'm not sure. Um, let's just call him Tron <laughs> to protect the guilty. So Tron was uh, getting high and, you know, he like said he got fired or whatever. So. The store is about to close. Tron comes into the store and he's saying, what's up? 
and you know he knows that i mean he knows how it is in the store you count the money because that's what you do at the end of the night you count up the money you sweep you put the videos away make sure all the tags and stuff have been put back in in the boxes or places where they need to be and then you shut it down for the night and it was about i guess like 11 55 or something like that 11 1158 it was like right before the store was about to close man tron comes in there and he pulls out a gun now keep in mind tron knows rico he don't it's not like rico's a strength like like they had just been hanging out like i don't know when tron worked there which was like maybe a month earlier and tron had been an employee he was he had been there i think as long as i've been there, maybe a little longer um he was somebody that the owner and people trusted or whatever like that and tron proceeds to rob the place and he's like you know give me the money blah 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 you won't get hurt so forth. i mean like and the rico and other people in the store like we can't believe you're doing this like you got to be kidding me like bro you you just you were just working here how are you robbing this store like and so tron robbed the store and got away and they called the cops and i mean i i don't know you maybe you tell me if if i'm gonna rob a place i'm probably not going home but tron robbed the place and went home and the cops caught him at home i mean like and keep in mind because tron was a former employee all of his home and personal information all that stuff is still in the system so it didn't take long for the orangeburg police to find him um and so he got arrested later that night at home uh after stealing you know a couple hundred dollars or it might have been a thousand i don't know how much it was but um that was funny um it wasn't funny for rico but you know it, it was funny nonetheless and I, I i saw tron a couple of years ago i saw him from a distance he didn't see me um but uh i wasn't gonna say nothing to him um but yeah it, it was a great job it was a great job um I loved it. it. Again, it was my first job. It that job actually helped me move to Atlanta um, because I had some experience as far as being an assistant manager. Um, and my second job was the job that moved me to Atlanta. I moved in um, 1997, and I became a assistant. I got hired as an assistant manager at uh, Champ Sports in Lenox Mall. Um, I'm sure most of you if, you, if you've been to Atlanta, you're familiar with Lenox Mall. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this was a great job, man. I shout out to the V-Dub. That's what we used to call it, the V-Dub. Uh, Video Warehouse was dope, man. Um, obviously, as years progressed and, um, you know, technology came, you know, stores like Video Warehouse and Blockbuster ultimately became obsolete because, you know, why you know pay a membership what well, i paid for i think the was the memberships free i think the memberships were free yeah the memberships were free um why you know go rent a video when you can get it on you can get it on blu-ray disc or you can stream it you know and that stuff became obsolete and you know stores like that video warehouse quickly went out of i know the one in orangeburg went out of business that there's the other seven or eight stores they went out of business too um, and then subsequently you had stores like Blockbusters, which were Video Warehouse's biggest um, competitor. They went out of business, too. So 
Um, you know, but for the time that it was there, it was great business, a great business model, um, and a lot of great memories and, and, uh, honestly a great first job. So, uh, you get no complaints from me again, shout out to video warehouse. That's going to do it for me, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast because from time to time we will drop bonus episodes that drop on Sunday. So you don't want to miss those. Those drop at Sunday at 12 a.m. Again, that's going to do it for me. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.